Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Summer Heat Wave presented by Brodo Fantasy. This is where we take a look at all 32 teams in the NFL during the month of August. Before we begin, patreon.com slash Fantasy is the website if you want to support the show. Some extras you can get on Patreon. You get an extra waiver wire show every single week. Access to the Brodo Leagues. Does your league suck? Well, this definitely will not. You will be in a league with other Brodo community members. You get access to the Discord so you can talk your stuff with them. Also, there's a tier where we will follow you on Twitter so you can DM us so the rest of your league can't see the advice we're giving you. Please visit BrotoFantasy.com. That is a one-stop shop for everything Brodo Fantasy. It features our exclusive stat, true throw value and true target value, plus rankings from fantasy pro experts Michael, Jason, and Tim Petrop. Waiver wires, start sit advice, everything you need is at brotofantasy.com. Make sure to follow us on Twitter for up to the minute TD updates on game day and up to the minute start sit decisions. And of course, youtube.com slash brotofantasy to see our lovely faces. So without any further ado, let's get it started. Welcome back to the Brodo Fantasy Football Podcast presented by BrotoFantasy.com. I'm your host, Tim Petrop, with my brothers, the only two twins that give you double that fantasy goodness, Michael and Jason Petrop. Ah! 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 That's my Ravens impression because we are here with, like the summer, with the summer heat wave. Uh we are bringing you the Ravens today. I am your host, Tim Petrop, here, of course, with my two brothers, Michael yep. and Jason Petropolis. Um, the men, the myths, the legends. Speaking of men, myth, legends, the Harbaugh family has a bunch of legends. Uh, let's get into the... Your segues aren't always on point. That's a solid segue. That's how we do it. Uh, the offensive outlook we're going to start with, of course, that's when we look at the offense of this team and the coaches and how that will affect the offense. Their head coach, again, is John Harbaugh. He's been in place for a long time. Their offensive coordinator took over last year uh, in the middle of the season when they fired John DiFilippo, and that is Greg Roman. Um Despite being a pass-first offense the first half of the season, and remember Lamar Jackson took over Week 10, they still led the league in rushing attempts with 547 rushes last season. Uh, he took over when Lamar Jackson took over. Like I said, previously he was a tight end coach. Um, he's going to tailor the offense around Lamar Jackson. A couple of little tidbits about him. He was the offensive coordinator for the 49ers during the Colin Kaepernick years when they transitioned from Alex Smith to Colin Kaepernick. He was also the Bills offensive coordinator in the Tyrod Taylor years. So he has a lot of uh, he has a lot of experience tailoring an offense around a running quarterback. And it, it John Harbaugh already said take the over on uh, this year on Lamar Jackson carries. Real quick, uh, you said John T. Filippo. That was the Vikings. You got the wrong coach oh, in mind. We'll see. <laughs> My bad. Okay, so Craig Roman legit was just made for this. Yeah. Kaepernick, Taylor, now Lamar Jackson. This is what he does. Uh, this is literally what he does. He coaches tight ends and he makes running offense. If you heard his name too, it sounds like a running back tight ends coach. Greg Roman. Yeah, right, Greg. I wonder Roman. if he had a say in drafting Lamar Jackson. Well, if he didn't have a say, if he did have a say, the quarterback is the quarterback, and that's Lamar Jackson. Let's get to the quarterback first. Uh, you like that transition? Getting that better. wasn't very good. Actually, the first one was way better. <laughs> the quarterback is the quarterback. All right. All right, all right he taps me on that one, and the first one was way better. <laughs> all right, let's get into it. 54% of Lamar Jackson's fantasy points last year came on the run. He is a running machine, but he also lost 12 fumbles, so something that has to be uh, definitely worked out. Had a high floor but a low ceiling last year. Being drafted as the 19th QB off the board as of this recording, if you're the type to hold a QB, 
are you keeping him or are you taking that risk that a lot of people a lot of people are kind of going towards Josh Allen and Mitch Trubisky if they're looking for running quarterbacks uh, guys like that so I, I feel like Lamar Jackson is going down the list a little bit because of that how do you feel about Lamar Jackson Jason let's start with you Lamar Jackson I would certainly take over Josh Allen I think that he's safer of the two I don't think Lamar Jackson's going to lose his job this year because they're forming an offense where he's going to run a lot and that's what it's going to look like so he's going to do what they want him to do and I don't think it's going to matter as much the fact that he can't pass like it matters where Josh Allen can't pass. He surpassed 180 passing yards one time last season. He had one game with multiple passing touchdowns, and that's why his ceiling isn't high. He's not the Cam Newton, Mike Vick in his prime type person. But he's going to be good enough, I think, to be in the quarterback 10 to 15 range every week because when you're running for 700 rushing yards in seven games and you're scoring touchdowns, if you 100 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown – and 100 passing yards, even, is enough to be a viable quarterback. And I think Lamar Jackson is going to be safe enough due to that offense that he's in. So I prefer Lamar Jackson over Josh Allen. I think he's a good late-round pick for a safe quarterback every week. You know, and John Harbaugh said today, uh, they asked him about how often Lamar Jackson is going to run. He asked what the career high was, 100-something for a quarterback in a season, and he said, bet the over. Yep. It was Lamar Jackson last year. Yeah, it was. He set the record. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Lamar Jackson last year. So I expect a whole lot more of that. This dude had 700 rushing yards and 1,200 passing yards. This is like Jason when he made uh, Madden with Brad Smith at QB playing only the (laughs) Wildcat. Yeah, that's basically what the Ravens' offense is. And it's not going to change much from the second half last year where they ran the ball nonstop. And that's just how it's going to be. So if you're okay with trusting basically your running back in your QB position, go for it. I'm not, I don't I'm not a big running QB guy when it comes to fantasy because they can they do have that low uh they do have that high floor but the ceiling isn't really there unless he rushes for like two touchdowns I don't really see him putting up some huge numbers but I mean QB 19 I'm I thought I've been seeing him go higher recently so I'm a little surprised his ADP is still at QB 19 according to fantasy pros but around there it's it's not a bad gamble uh do you know what is a bad gamble the wide receiving core uh, on this team, just to throw the names out there, uh, this might as, be, as well be a list of names you should not draft: uh, Hollywood Brown, Willie Sneed, Seth Roberts, Chris Moore, and we don't really need to say anymore. Blaken. Yeah, don't draft if them. Not gonna be, I, if anything, don't draft them. Get supported by the fact that they sent spent the first round pick on a wide receiver. Right. As crazy as that sounds, because it was a Hollywood Brown where. It's someone who you want to make a lot out of nothing because that's what the offense is going to yeah. be unless and they're breaking out ADR touchdowns. Mark Andrews is basically going to be the wide receiver one, the so, de facto target for Lamar Jackson. So let's talk about that because 50%, exactly 50% of Lamar Jackson's throwing yards came to the tight ends and running backs last season. If that, If that's... If you could believe that. Mark Andrews actually is one of my favorite sleepers at tight end this year. Finishes a tight end one the last two weeks of the season. Only 29 other tight ends have ever reached at least 500 yards receiving. Lamar Jackson loves to target that tight end, as I just told you. Also, uh, if you want to get more information about the guys who have... um, had tight ends who have had over 500 yards, go to the Jets episode that we did previously. But until you do that, there's really not much to say except the tight end will be involved... Mark Andrews showed that he was that number one passing guy, even in his rookie year. I love me some Mark Andrews this season. I think the hype's getting a little too far on Mark Andrews. You're seeing him all over, people uh, people talking about him all around now. It's such a low-volume passing attack where 
where's the upside? Like, there's going to be upside. He's going to catch balls. He'll go for 6 and 50, let's say. But if he's not catching a touchdown and you're not in full PPR, I don't see the upside people are talking about with Mark Andrews. Where, like, some people are calling him this year's George Kittle. That's not going to happen. No, I mean, okay. But if you're looking for a... I mean, why not? If you're looking for a tight end 10 out of... Your last pick or something, not well, a little before your last pick. That's I feel like what Mark. I don't know. I think is I think is he's being drafted at the right spot right now, and I think that his ceiling's a little higher than Jason says. Michael, break the tie. Around thirty-five percent of Mark Edwards is uh, Mark Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is uh, (laughs) Mark Andrews yards last year were after the catch. So in that way, he was kind of like a mini George Kittle, where George Kittle did a lot of his damage after the catch. And his numbers did improve with Lamar Jackson under center just because he was the main target for Lamar Jackson. But I'm with Jason. I'm not drafting Mark Andrews as a tight end one, as some people are beginning to do, just because of the low. Uh, his last five games, he had 215 yards. So that's like 45 yards a game. That's fine for a tight end. Yeah. But he's not going to. There's no huge ceiling because Lamar yeah. Jackson's not going to have a 350 yard passing game. All right, so the reason why you think that he's not going to have that is because the running back position, as the sirens go off for the running backs, uh, the running back position um, this is, a is sign, guys. stacked. Uh, they just signed Mark in- Ingram. He's a dual threat. Three seasons of 50, catch or 50 catches or more in his full seasons. He'll see sh- targets in the air, but he will share the load on the ground. Gus Edwards had 5.2 yards per ca- uh, carry last season. They're not just going to forget about this dude. So I think it's going to be a Mark Ingram-Gus Edwards tag team matchup um, you know, in, in the, with the Ravens. Michael, what do you I think? I have, before we talk about Mark Ingram, I have something to say about Gus Edwards because I saw the stat and I thought it was pretty crazy because everyone on Twitter and in other podcasts just seems to be pushing Gus Bus to the side. We call him Gus Bus Edwards. Just seem to be pushing him to the side as if he wasn't there and if he wasn't effective last season. Gus Edwards on 137. The NFL running back. Another stat from Michael Salfino from The Athletic. The average NFL running back stuff rate. We went over this in a previous episode. 9.3%. Stuff rate means stuff before the line of scrimmage. Stuffed at the line of scrimmage, yeah. 0.7. He was stuffed one time on 137 carries. This dude just gained yards every time he was given the ball. And they're just acting as if That's how you get a 5.2 yards per carry. Here's my argument, though. Lamar Jackson in his games... Average 14 to 20 rushes a game, and they're not going to back away from that. The running backs... I mean, they, I mean, they might back away from that a little bit. I don't. I think I 14 think to so. 20 is a lot. The running backs combined for 20 to 28. So if we're talking two or three people, if you add in Justice Hill, maybe Kenneth Dixon, if he, he might That's what cut. I'm saying. Is there really enough there to have the one guy who's going to be productive? That's what I'm saying. Like, I'd bet my money on Ingram. While this team looks like they're going to be this superior rushing haven where you should attack the running backs... I don't really like any of the running backs at their ADPs besides Gus Edwards because he's basically free. Even Justice Hill is climbing up draft boards. I think there's there's room for two running backs in this backfield to both be fantasy viable. I'm not sure. I think Ingram is going to be a back-end safer running back too. I think that's it. If you look at – I also don't know how much they're going to pass to their running backs, how effective that's going to be even. And like if they, if they do pass to the running backs, how much space are these running backs going to have to create if there's eight people in the box – and eight people at the line of scrimmage ready to tackle the running back who just caught a screen and gained zero yards. And that's why I love Mark Andrews this year. Something to note about uh, Ravens running backs, though. Harbaugh has something against running backs with repeat performances. Leading rusher in 2015, Justin Forsett. The year after, Terrence West. 
the year after Alex Collins, the year after Gus Edwards. The Ravens do this, and if you go back even more, like since Ray Rice, they haven't had an established runner. But I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying Gus Edwards is going to lead the team in rushing yards. No way. That's going to be Mark Ingram. My argument saying, was going to be it was Edwards last year. It has to change this year. And people think Justice Hill's going to be the next one up. Nah. So it's probably Ingram this I year. I think Justice Hill next Hill, year. I don't think Hill's going to be the person this year. Um, let's move on to our one injury away segment. Since uh, since you you set me up so nicely, Jason. Thank you very much. Justice Hill, I think, uh, is the odd man out at the moment. But if Mark Ingram goes down, someone's going to need to catch passes out of that backfield because for sure, for sure, Gus Edwards is not. And Kenneth Dixon might get cut. Please watch out for that. Uh, as of this recording, he's still on the team, so we're going to count him in. Kenneth Dixon might be the guy that gets it, but he also doesn't have an, uh, a history of catching passes. I think Justice Hill, if Mark Andrews goes down, which, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, which if Mark Ingram goes down, which Mark Ingram does have a history of some injury. So if he goes down, I think it's it's his job. Michael, who's your one injury away? Uh, For me, it's Gus Edwards, just because I don't think the passing potential for the running backs is huge, and Gus Edwards was great last year. Even though Justice Hill, I'm definitely in the minority here because Justice Hill is like this explosive. He was super explosive in college. He ran a four four forty, which is absolutely he's nuts. small though. But yeah, he's a receiving he also, scat back. He also wasn't even a good pass blocker though. So when he once he when he was out there, it's not even like they could run a play action and want him to need want him to block because he wasn't good at it. Like, sure, you could throw him some screens or hand him off the ball, but Gus Edwards was very good across all facets of the uh, running back position last season. Uh, what about last year's first-round pick, Hayden Hurst? I think he has an opportunity to do something in this offense. I is think multi- multiple tight ends. Can they support two tight end ones is the question. Definitely not. I don't know. Two tight end ones. What? I don't know. Look, they're not going to have a lot of wide receivers outside, and guys are going to stack the box against the run. All Lamar Jackson has to do is make 10 to 20 throws to tight ends, and you're going to have two tight ends that maybe have five catches each. I don't think that's out of the question. I think you're bugging. I mean, I'm not going to draft Hayden Hurst. Don't <laughs> I get mean, me wrong. But he's a guy that I'm going to be thinking on my radar. All right, going into week one, well, I need to look what Hayden Hurst does. He was also my injury away because I feel like if Andrews goes down, Hurst is going to be the guy. Andrews was the number one overall PFF tight end of all rookies last season too he was he was a great tight end as a rookie so overall he's uh, probably going to be on the field more than mark andrews because he's also a great blocker so you think hearst is going to be on the field more than yeah. andrews yeah or no, maybe the same no i disagree too yo hearst is the better blocker man i can see I them both gonna being have on the, there but nick boyle too can't forget about him he's gonna be in there too yeah he got a three tight ends. they're strange. gonna have a lot it's they're gonna we're gonna see strange. something out of the ravens that you've never seen before yeah you're going to see something out of us that you've never seen before next week. That's right. As we transition to end off uh, the, the AFC North um, for me, at Tim Petrop. At Mike underscore Petrop. Jason Petrop. You can find us at BrotoFantasy.com, of course, and at BrotoFantasy on Twitter. YouTube.com slash BrotoFantasy. Until tomorrow, see you. Patreon.com slash BrotoFantasy. Never miss the plug. Later.